The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. It is I, Seema Jodorand. You know the gang, Armand Kafai and Jake Latroba. And on today's episode, we're talking more U.S. men's national team. We'll talk about Greg Berhalter and his latest comments regarding developing players or not developing players, as well as discuss the upcoming Nations League. Now, listeners, if you haven't done so, hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and follow us at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. We love all your thoughts, so continue to send them in. Fellas... Welcome, welcome. More U.S. men's national team talk. And boy, let's just get right to it. This roster, Armand, you called it somewhat ugly. Hey, hey, hey. I didn't say the players. I said, like, the graphic. The graphic is ugly. I think the graphic is really ugly. But no, looking at the team. Um... What sticks out? What what in this line, you know, what, what what is the big takeaway you can get from this latest roster call-up from Greg Berhalter? Berhalter has his core of players that he continues to call up for competitive matches. That core of of MLS-based players, I mean, we're talking about like a Sebastian Legette, Roldan, Will Trapp, Giassi Zardes, uh, Jordan Morris, Daniel Lovitz. Aaron Long. I mean, some of his players are deserving, but there are there is a core. Tim Ream, uh, there is a core of players that Berhalter continues to call up uh, week or for each competitive match, and it seems like he decides to add this little wrinkle where he throws in a young player, uh, like last camp it was Paxson Pomacop. This time it's Brendan Aronson to you know mix it up a little bit and to I guess quote unquote continue their development. But, I mean, that's what really stands out to me is this core group of people that continue to get called in. My biggest takeaway is we're in trouble. The U.S. is in trouble. <laughs> I'm just looking at some of like, this roster is essentially just all right, Jake. A bunch, of, a bunch of MLS players. You have a couple of players from the championship. Uh, and then you sprinkled in maybe a Bundesliga player here in Sargent or – a Christian Pulisic, and that's about it. Like it, this let's, does not. This is not a very good roster. This play, is the roster. Play game. This, okay, play a game. Let's, let's do play it. a game. Did this person, let's play this, a game. listeners, join us? This is kind of the question of the day. Did this player deserve this call up? We're gonna go through the roster, and it's a simple yes or no. I will be the deciding vote if there is a tiebreaker. Brad Guzan, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Sean Johnson. Third goalie, it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. Zach Steffen. 
Of yes. Course. Okay. Moving on. Reggie Cannon. Yes. Yes. Nick Lima. Yes. I'd go no. No. All right. So Nick Lima, toss him out. Aaron Long. Yes. 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 Daniel Levitt. No. No. Matt Miazga. Yes. Yeah, but barely. Tim Ream. No. no. DeAndre Yedlin. Yes. Yeah. Walker Zimmerman. Yes. Yeah. Brendan Aronson. Yes. Not really. Not really, but for Greg's sake, yeah. What, what is it? You can't say not really than yes. What, which, which is it? Yes or no? This is a simple uh, uh, yes uh, or no uh, game. I don't know if he deserves to be called to the national team, but, like, it's also, like, just to, like, have him on the bench again, like, use the culture. So, yes. All right. Wow. Fail. Michael Bradley, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Sebastian Legit. <laughs> no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, too, Chief. All right. Weston McKinney, yes or no? Yes. All right. Christian Pulisic is an obvious yes. Christian Rodan, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. All right. Here's your favorite. Will Trapp, yes or no? No. Oh. Boo this man. <laughs> Jackson Yule. Uh, I would say no. I would say no, too. Josie Altador, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Paul Ariola, yes or no? Yes. Corey Braid, yes or no? No, I don't think so. I don't no. think he's done anything really special to. No, I, have, I haven't been. Uh, I haven't. I've been, been keeping tabs for RSL, but I don't think he's anything. He scored, uh, I think, last week or a couple weeks ago. But I don't think he's anything special. We're happy for him. All right. Yeah. Tyler, yeah. Okay. Tyler Boyd. Yes or no? Yes. Jordan Honestly, Lo- no. He hasn't oh. been making the eighteen. He hasn't been making the eighteen that much for Besiktas. Uh my answer but, uh, is no. So. Either uh, Christian Pulisic. <laughs> well. That's fair. Well, Pulisic's a golden boy, and that's fair. But he's a golden boy. We stand, right. we stand on... Pulisic. <laughs> stand. Final three here. Jordan Morris, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Josh Sargent, yes or no? Of course. Yes. And then Jake's boy, Jossie Zardes, yes or no? No. Um, I mean, who I else? Who, who the hell else, I guess, after? <laughs> no, I don't want him on the roster, but it's also like, well, who the hell else would you call up instead? Isn't this? But, it, but but look, we just went through the rosters, five, six, seven players there that we we were at least fifty fifty on, and four or five is solid nose. I mean, either Greg Berhalter continues to select these players because they're his guys, or he selects them because the talent pool is not that deep. Which is it? Well, it might be a mixture of both. For me, I don't understand, and maybe it's because he he started the year off injured. But I don't understand why Dwayne Holmes isn't getting called into the squad over guys like Sebastian Legette or, or or Will Trapp or, you know. Rolled on. Rolled on. You know, I, I don't understand why a guy like him isn't getting called into the side. For Lovitz, I mean, the, I don't know what other fullback you'd have to to call up. Uh, Anthony Robinson. Miles Robinson, that would be an interesting one to, to, to give him a look. I'm not, I'm not really sure why he hasn't been given a look by the national team. He's looked pretty good. Uh, he's looked pretty good for Atlanta United. I'd like to see him get a call over uh, Alovitz. Armand, would you agree? He, he he did get a call last uh, last friendly cycle, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, the whole Lovitz thing is really interesting to me because it's not like he's a young player or anything. And you can make the case there are some other MLS left backs that have played better than him. Look, FC Dallas homerism aside, I think Ryan Hollingshead has had a really good season. I left back. 
I don't think you can make the argument that he's too old anymore because a guy like Daniel Lovitz continues to get called up. But I think you're right, Jake. You said this earlier. If this is – let's think about it this way. I think this is the roster. If the World Cup started right now, that they take to the World Cup. Well, they wouldn't take it to the World Cup because they wouldn't qualify for the World Cup, Armand. That's the that's the wrinkle that's the in all kicker. this. Wow, Jake. Wow. How long have you been waiting to drop that? I've, this is not the first time I've uh, proclaimed they are not going to qualify for Qatar. All right, let's just – I'll just keep it at that. You can go back uh, at the beginning of September where I said they are not going to qualify for Qatar if they keep this up. Yeah, all right. Well, listeners, join the conversation at Unxiam Soccer Pod. Which players should be in? Which players should be out? Which players are 50-50? We just went through the entire roster, and we just picked out a handful of players that we're in or out on. So either it's a problem with development, talent pool, or Greg Berhalter just Greg Berhalter just picking his players over others. And guys, regarding Christian Pulisic, he's not playing much at Chelsea. And this is a question I've been wondering is, is there a certain point where Greg Brohalter has to value playing time at their clubs and not go with just because Christian Pulisic has a price tag of $65 million attached to his name? Yes, but what? <laughs> who's the who's the option behind Pulisic where you're like, yeah, that guy... He's no, but you gotta up. you gotta have a simple rule with your squad is that you play at your club. If you don't play at your club, I'm not picking you with the national team. I don't care if that's, you have Barcelona, Real Madrid, or in the fifth tier in Sweden. That's not gonna work for that's the, not the, the U.S. The U.S. is not in the position to pick the player that's getting more playing time over the player that is uh, much, 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 much more talented. Like the, the the U.S. is cannot is not Brazil, and it can it, it has all these talented players in the roster and it can afford to pick between a player that's getting play at a club and over one that's not, you know, that, that that's just not possible. So whether or not Pulisic is consistently in the 18 or if he's playing with the U23s at Chelsea. Yeah. But what's US, that message sent to other players? What's that message it, it, mean it, it, to other players? Better. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Those other players that are featuring at Columbus crew that get playing time all the time, uh, should not just should not be getting playing time over Christian Pulisic because he's not making the squad at MF and Chelsea. Okay, just because you're getting playing time at Columbus Crew does not automatically mean you should be well, getting. Just, well, just because you're at Chelsea Pulisic. doesn't mean that you should get automatic playing time. Again, the U.S. has a very shallow talent pool, so they're, that's they, fair. They cannot, that's fair. I agree with that, but that. there needs to they be a line drawn in the sand regarding this problem. Because you cannot not just all pick players, players. Are the same? Ah, uh, no. Not all players are the same. Nope, nope. You have to. Tr- you cannot. You cannot pick favorites because that the is U.S. Just... can't. The U.S. really can't. The U.S. like like Jake is saying. Talent pool is really shallow. Look, if a guy like Pulisic, you'd I. The, my 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 thing with Boyd is I think there's players that can replace a Tyler Boyd. I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but I think there's players that can replace a Tyler Boyd, and he has been making the 18. I think for Europa League matches for Besiktas, uh, I follow them. That's why I know. Um, but look, I don't think you can do that with a guy like Christian Pulisic, who clearly is by far the best player in American soccer at the moment. What? Clearly, really, is. really over yes. over Tyler Adams, over Josh Sargent, Tyler over Adams Zach Steffen. Played in months. I I don't know. I we just had Armand. The funny thing is, we just last week, right? We talked about the best players coming out of North American currently, 
Christian Pulisic was not on that list. So maybe in American pool, he might be the most talented. But right now, he I don't think he's the most player that that's best in form. So Tyler Adams who hasn't played his more form than Christian Pulisic. But well, you said he's the most talented player. Now we're now we're changing the conversation. So, form. No, I, he is he is the most talented U.S. based player. Now I think there is a debate over whether is he better than a healthy Tyler Adams. However, we don't know that because Tyler Adams literally hasn't played since like last May. So that's fair. That's that's. 100%. Listeners, join the conversation, like I said, at Unksam Soccer Pod. We want to hear your thoughts regarding the U.S. men's national team. Now, Jake, we talked quite a bit on Jurgen Klinsmann and his thoughts regarding the U.S. men's national team. He did have some thoughts on Greg Berhalter. Tell us, tell the listeners what he said. Yeah, Klinsmann was quoted as saying via the ESPN piece by Jeff Carlisle, you wish that he is given a chance to make the players grow. I think he saw things from different perspectives. He played in Europe as well. So he knows a little bit about the European approach to things. He knows, obviously, how things work in the U.S. He needs time to bring in his ideas to make things grow. At the end of the day, you need the competition, and the competition is CONCACAF. So it's a big task for Greg, but I'm positive that he is doing well. Now... Jurgen mentions right off the bat that Berhalter needs to be given the chance to, quote, make the players grow. And Berhalter acknowledged that following the U.S. men's national team's 3-0 defeat to Mexico earlier in September. I see where the narrative is going now, right? It's why are we playing the way we're playing? We don't. Ha- that's the first question. The second thing is we don't have the players to do it, right? That's what all you guys are thinking. And to me, it's about developing players. However, Berhalter's remarks on Sirius XMFC seem to contradict what he just said a few weeks ago. Time, there's going to be a time. There's going to be a time in in not so distant future that there's going to be no friendlies. I mean, what do you do then to to develop players? That's a good question, Giannis. The 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 first thing I'll say, and and I I hope you take this um, in the right way. We're not responsible for developing players. You know, the responsibility in the, by the, for the most part falls on the clubs. You know, we just, we're not together that often that we can really develop a player. What we can do mm-hmm. is give them international experience. Mm-hmm. What we can do is get them used to playing in hostile environments. Mm-hmm. But the majority of uh, pure development standpoint is, is going to come from the clubs. Now, having said that, um, you know, over the last year, since 2018, we played nine of the 10 teams in South America. So we, we found a way to play difficult competition with all the European teams being booked. You know, they have their Nations League, they have the European qualifiers, they have very few windows that they're even allowed to play friendlies. In fact, there's also rules that are preventing them from traveling outside of Europe during certain windows. So it's very, very restricted now. We do want to play games in, in March in Europe. We're, we're looking at that, and we're looking to get some good competition. The MLS media fanboys and the U.S. soccer media fanboys are doing mental gymnastics right now to try to figure out how the statement he provided following the Mexico loss in September and how this remark he has given Sirius XMFC, how they don't contradict one another, 
how he's talking about two different things. I, I just I can't understand how anybody okay. looks at can I, any, anything this guy does. Can I try? Like, this is fine. Can I try being fair? Is go is ahead. Greg Berhalter maybe talking about after Mexico developing players into a system. And then here he's talking about developing them as far as talent-wise, as developing them as players, overall it. footballers. You did it. What? <laughs> there it is. That's the reason. That's no, it. but That's the I, reason. I'm trying. I'm trying to be fair here. Is is that is that fair, Armand? Is that the right explanation? Well, I, I remember when he said what he said. I was thinking, you're not. You shouldn't be responsible for a player's development. You should just. Get them to play the best football because you don't have that much time with them. I think it was a really big discussion point around the performance against Mexico. And for him to say that, I feel like you're kind of right, Steven. But at the same time, I think it's him kind of saying, yo, I messed up when I said that thing against Mexico. Like, actually, we're not in charge of developing players or anything like that. Like, it, it's it's mainly the, the clubs. And the thing is, he's right in the second one. I think more than the first one, when he's saying, hey, look, it's the club's job. It's not our job. He's right because the club has the most of the time, whatever. But for him to contradict himself is a little interesting. I'll say that. And also, he says that, and then he talks about bringing on players like a Paxton Paul McCall, like a Brennan Aronson to, like I guess, continue their development to help them out. Like, I get what he's saying. I get everything that he's doing. But it's it, – I think his communication is kind of bad. It's confusing, uh, at least to me and to others, I think, the way he's trying to say things. I, I'm confused by it, to be honest with you. I get it, but I'm a little I'm – little... I mean, I get it too, but it's just not a good look. He's, it's not clear. He's talking out of both sides of his ass. You just can't be doing that. <laughs> I didn't know you had two sides of your ass to talk out of. <laughs> Well, you know what? Jeez. Greg Berhalter has managed to do that. In in a span of four weeks, he's whatever it is, seven, eight weeks, not four weeks, whatever it is, he's managed to do it. And clearly there's something going on within US soccer where they're they're talking, right? Greg Berhalter probably has his vision and there's probably getting a little bit of pushback. And he's beginning to realize, or maybe as Armand has always said, he might be too smart for his own good. And maybe he's realizing crap. I can't do this. This project, this eight, nine-month project that's prolonged, eight, nine-month project that I've worked on isn't succeeding the way I want it to be. Maybe I have to take a step back and and rethink this. Maybe he realizes I don't have this time with players I thought I would be able to get. Or these players just aren't comprehending what I want them to do. I got to make changes. And now he's coming out saying, well, it's not my job to develop players. I got to figure out results, right? Suddenly results matter. Against Canada, against Cuba, results are going to matter. Huh? I mean, Armand, Jake, would you take a one nothing win over Canada or look pretty and lose to Canada 3-2? to two? I'd take a one nothing win over Canada. Okay. Canada's not bad. I'd take a 1-0 one, one win over Canada. I think there's – I think you can – I think you can make a 1-0 win look pretty. If they played Canada and were defensively just real solid I, and only won 1-0 – I'd be fine with that. But if they win one nil and it's kind of like the Curacao match where Curacao has tons of chances and they're getting bailed out by Zach Steffen, then I'm going to be up in arms. It's, it's an interesting time. Uh, Armand, final thoughts before we wrap. 
Look, uh, these Nation League games are going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know what to expect because there's one game you can take a lot of stock in. The game against Cuba, or not a lot of stock, excuse me, the game against Cuba. And a game that could be really interesting with the rise of the Canadian national team. But the U.S. should win both. And if they don't, we'll be on the show talking about it and being like, yo, what the hell happened? Uh, but for Halter, back to what he was saying, got to be a little bit more clear, man. Uh, you're not, are you in charge of development? Are you not? The casual fan won't get it and they'll just roast you and it'll make you look bad in the eyes of uh, the media. So be a little bit more clear, Greg, and take this advice from a guy who has no experience in dealing with uh, the media as a coach. But do it, do, do you got to be more clear? Solid, solid advice, Armand. Wow, that just, was riveting just, advice. I am just taken back by it. Just be clear, Greg. Please. Your your advice should have been, as a man in the media, make sure you're clear if yes. you don't want your words to be minced or taken out of context, like they probably are being taken right now. There you go, Jake. I think you. My spokesman, Jake Jake Watroba, in the yes. house. Yes, Jake Jake Watroba, Uncle Sam's spokesman. <laughs> now watch me. Now watch me fail on this rap. Yeah. Quick listeners, yeah. question of the day: Who should be in and who should be out of Greg Berhalter's? U.S. men's national team roster. Give us your thoughts on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. You can follow Steven Jodoran at Steven Jodoran. You can follow Armonkify at Armonkify. And you can follow myself at Jake Petroba. For Armon and Steven, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next time. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you can save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. Insured by NCUA. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.